Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. So Brian Pierce here, and uh, as you can tell, I have a guest in studio. I have Mr. Brian Story with me here, and uh, right now, who's actually changing shirts to make sure that he's uh, looking a little bit more official, <laughs> is uh, Eric Kudla. So uh, we're all going to kind of, I guess, do our own part to try to help celebrate the life of uh, Kurt Caselli. Um, we all know about the tragedy um, that happened um, this past weekend at Baja 1000 on Friday afternoon. Um, we, we are not going to try to, uh, I guess, go through that too much. Our whole idea behind this is we want to talk about all the great joys that uh, you know us personally have gotten from a gentleman like Kirk Caselli and a fine racer that he was um, and be able to then as well share other stories that we have gotten. Uh, if you guys are watching right now, you probably saw uh, some kind of share either on one of the websites you guys check, uh, maybe a Facebook, Twitter, that kind of stuff. Um, and so we really just wanted to try to collect as many of those stories as we could find to share them with you. So we do have some people Skyping in, like we have Eric Kudla right now. Um, and then there we also have some emails that got sent in that I'm going to be able to read to you guys. Um, some really good stuff here. Um, so if you've never watched Sheet Time before, we do go live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. So this, this was actually going to be an off Tuesday for us, but we had to come back. This was too much of a, a situation we knew we needed to be a part of and we wanted to help um, in the way that we, we do so well, and that's just to talk live on the internet and, uh, and be who we are and, and share life experiences. Um, so if you guys wanted to tune back in one day, that's fine. If not, we are glad you're here now and we're glad that you're listening now. So just please... Uh, you know, enjoy it as best as possible. So, my name is Brian Pierce. Um, I have been a fan of Kurt Caselli for a very, very long time. I'm a, I'm a, grew up in Louisiana, Texas guy now. So I'm obviously not a West Coast guy. You know, I, I wasn't out there watching him grow up, even though I am a little bit older than him and racing stuff like that. I always was able to follow him. You know, kind of out of his teens and into his twenties uh, in his professional career. Um, and it, it's just being able to follow that, you know, through all of that was so awesome. Uh, it, it wasn't until I really got into seat time that I realized how awesome he was as a person, uh, opposed to just being such a fantastic racer. And uh, is also what I started to learn from a lot of the emails that I got. And it was just great to to realize how many people talked about him in the sense that, you know, was he a fantastic rider? Absolutely, was a great ambassador for our sport. Yes. But it was just how great of a person person he was. He didn't even need to be a good rider. He was just such a great person to be around. And I think th the time that I got to meet him uh, for the first time in person was at the ISDE last year for, in 2012 in Germany. And uh, it was kind of like, hey, Kurt, what's up? I don't hope I don't freak you out too much because I know I probably do online, but I'm probably, you know, one of your craziest, uh, like, girl fans, even though I'm, you know, so it was... He put up with me, though. I, I was pretty sure you were creeping him out. <laughs> well, there is an interview uh, that you could that, uh, that we actually have, and he says there are times where he has been like, you know what, I'm just going to have an, a little bit of extra butt pucker when Brian Pierce is around. I, I was so. afraid you scared him when we, when I, <laughs> maybe at the opening ceremonies, I, I, he was wondering about you a little bit. Stuff happens. <laughs> Stuff happens. But so... I, you know, my experience with Kurt has always been just phenomenal. Uh, I've had very rare uh, personal connect or uh, 
connections with him in the sense of like meeting him with him one to one. But the times that I have have been fantastic. Every time that I would text him, I would just I would be like, oh my gosh, is he gonna text me back? He would, and I would literally giggle every time. And I would either tell my wife, oh my god, Kirk Caselli text me back, or I would text her because I'm not in the room with her and be like, dude, Kirk Caselli text me back. He was just that kind of guy. It was so awesome. Uh, he made me feel so good about a lot of the stuff that I was trying to accomplish. Um, so I, I just appreciate all of that that he's done for me. It's been fantastic. Uh, you know, I had to sport the jersey, so we're going to rock with it. Um, but, yeah, so I'm excited to bring all this kinds of stuff to you guys. So we talked about this is Mr. Brian's story. Brian's story is a very good friend of mine. He's kind of helped me in the world of Texas dirt bike racing with seat time and a lot of other avenues. But you have spent a lot of time with Kirk Caselli and other ISDE riders and things like that. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I when I first I first met Kurt uh, doing ISDE stuff, I, I'm a 10-time veteran, and and he was what I considered a kindred spirit. Um, his his father and him both had a real passion for six days, and and uh, I grew up uh, with a real passion with me and my dad for six days, and, and it was just uh, always what the the experience there. It's it's just a hard thing to explain. And, uh, you know, and I, he, he pushed so hard to make the U.S. team better, and I watched him truly lead um, riders. And, and, I mean, he was, he was Captain America to me the last few years. Um, I, I watched how he led the other trophies and juniors and, and, and really taught them and, and showed them what to look for. And, and uh, you know, and just his presence and the, and the way all the, the other countries looked at Kurt and, and just uh, – you know, I mean, what a, a great person he was to represent our country. And uh, and w- when you're over there, you want people to look well on Americans, and he was just the perfect person for that. Um, so I, I just had a great appreciation for him. Nice. And uh, it, it's funny, I did, get, uh, the, I did get a text. I don't know if you know about this. Uh, you don't know how to work technology, do you? You push the home button, and then when it says slide to unlock, ta-da! It just quit while I was talking. Apple products and Brian's story, I guess, do not go that well. Uh, and so, but uh, I did get a text message from somebody who was talking about uh, recently with uh, them being over at the ISDE about getting into an orange fight. Do you know about that? I, no, I did not so take place the, uh, in an orange the fight. Got, the cops got involved and uh, Kirk Caselli started an orange fight. I have to look at my phone to get the, uh, the right bits. But uh, through that, Mike Brown got into it. So Mike Brown got really excited about it. And then the cops showed up, and then the cops got really excited at yelling at Mike Brown because Mike Brown was so enthused about yelling at the other team. And then all of a sudden, Mike Brown then got excited and yelled back into their face. So it was just really exciting to hear that. What was it? I don't know. What oh, okay. What was that? Bam, 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 bam. Well, with the Aussies. Oh, well, that makes total sense. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, if you're going to yeah. get in a fight with anybody with throwing oranges, it's definitely going to be the Aussies. Right. So... Yeah, you know, it was really cool to be able to meet him at ISDE, and of course now we're just going to lose Eric, but hey, whatever. And, oh, okay. uh, but hey, uh, it, was, it was, yeah. I, I know that Kurt was, was extremely influential with the ISDE, and uh, I've gone, you know, every few years um, over the last several years, and, and uh, I've gone the last two years, but I had just been going every every three or four years, and and so I, I got to see the, the team gradually change. Um, you know, my first time was way back in the early 90s. And so I've seen the team evolve. And, and uh, I know he was, was really influential with bringing KTM in to, uh, to help manage the team and bringing Auntie and, and Robert in from KTM to really try to bring things to another level. 
and, and it showed and uh and just the way he would he would rally the troops and 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 get them to go out and do all the tracks together and um ryan sipes uh was a rookie this year and, and obviously he's a super talented individual but uh um, I remember after we were there, the Ryan just disappeared for a couple of days and I didn't see him. And finally he showed back up at park for May. And, and, uh, I was like, man, where, where you been? And he's, he said, man, he's like, he's like, Kurt's killing me. He, he's, <laughs> he said, this guy's a slave driver. He's like, I think we walked like 15 or 18 miles on the first day walking tests over and over. He said, but I, I think I'm getting it. And he says, I think this guy actually taught me how to memorize five mile long tests. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, it was, he was pretty amazing the way he led the guys. Yeah, that's neat. We do have a story uh, a little later on when we get to reading some of the emails uh, about a whole other time that you know Kurt took two hours out of his time to help a guy with starts out at a race. So it's it's interesting to keep hearing the same stories and so many people's different uh, reflections of the man. Well, Eric, man, I know uh, I wanted you to to have a chance to not only be able to talk about the ride that's going to be going on this weekend at the Heron Hound, but as well, you know, if you've got any uh, just graciously awesome stories to help us uh, to get out there, just please, you know, yeah. the spotlight is um, yours, if you will. All right. Well, uh, you know, me and Kurt were the same age, and uh, we actually raced minis. Uh, at the same time, he was an expert and I was an amateur. And, you know, he would finish inside the top 20 at a National Hair and Hound off of one loop on a mini, which is crazy. Um, and then both of our clubs put on the Gorman event. So his dad and my dad would let us go riding around Gorman by ourselves just together. Just say, hey, get the hell out of here and go for a ride. Get out of here. Um, and then growing up, I kind of got out of racing for a while. Uh, but this year especially, um, We've been doing the Youth National Series, and Kurt has been, uh, there's a lot of pros involved, but Kurt's been the pro involved. I mean, he, he helps with the banners. He goes by and high-fives all the kids. Uh, he would uh, pass out awards to all the kids, sign all their awards, take pictures with every single one of the kids, no matter, he, he brought pens with him, and you know, he was a true professional when it came to um, you know, putting it out there for the kids and, and supporting the kids, uh, the kids' race, or the National Youth Series. And... Uh, and that was, he said, you know, that was one of his favorite things to do was be a kid's race. So after the Youth National, we're hosting at 2 p.m., we're hosting a big memorial ride for everyone on the youth race, on the youth race course. Yeah. So this sucks, <laughs> you know, doing this. And this is really hard. Um, I was in Mexico, got to see him a couple times, got to wish him good luck, um, got a tattoo. You can see it. Yes, yeah. that oh, thing is awesome. Very nice. Yeah, it's, it's very obvious what that is. Oh, way in there. <laughs> yeah, me and my buddy Paul Luce got it in uh, memory and everything. But um, anyway, we're hosting a big memorial ride, uh, 2 p.m. on the youth course. Everybody's going to line up. From what I understand, Anthony, uh, DiBastilio, and uh, Ivan are going to be there. Uh, we're going to have KC66 stickers for everybody. Uh, there's... Uh, there's 10 different people making stickers, so everyone's going to have some sort of sticker all over their stuff. Awesome. Um, so we're all just going to be representing. Uh, we've got T-shirts that we just made. Uh, you, they're online to order right now. Um, but they're going to be out at the event, and they're going to be uh, they're going to be for sale. And they're going to be uh, all the proceeds are going to go to the Caselli family. We're going to have iron-ons. You know, we're, we're all just out there to have a good time and. One thing he used to like when his dad died, he told me, you know, don't worry about, don't worry about this part. Worry about all the good times he had before. So that's all 
that's really all that we can do now. I mean, and you know, off-road racing is a dangerous sport, and this just drives that drives it home. Yeah. We're all rolling the dice, and we're all just having a great time out there, and you just got to enjoy every time we're out there with all of our friends and have a good time. Totally agree. And uh, I think it's awesome. You have been putting in a lot of time um, on helping people get their designs together, uh, really putting forth a lot of that effort. So just as a person that can't do that but was looking for that, I, I'm glad that you have really stepped up and, and really uh, donated your time into that because it, it's it's – it's showing, and I think it's going to really help out in the long run. I've already bought my T-shirt and koozie, um, and yeah. uh, so uh, when I saw that, I was like, "Purchase, purchase, sold, cart, check." <laughs> yeah, so thanks I, a lot. I I'm mean, all over that supporting was, that. Awesome, and that was really Gailey's T-shirt that uh, approached me to do it. Um, I all I did was design it for her. Um, she's the one that spearheaded the whole thing, um, so she's the one that is going to be out there at the event printing T-shirts for the uh, the race itself. We actually made the True Legend KC66 to put on the sleeve of all the national events. And if you have any T-shirt, you can bring any one of your T-shirts out of there, out there, and she'll print them on the sleeve. So and and with accepting donations and everything else. Um, and then also the shirt and the event T-shirt. And then, like I said, everybody's gonna have stickers. So the best way to show your love is to come out and and be a part of it if you can. Very cool. So it's about cool. two p.m. for the youth loop at the after the uh, the Heron Hound on Sunday. Yeah, it should be about two p.m. Depending on if we have delays or right. you know, during the actual kids race, um, but it should be two p.m. right around two two thirty. And then, like I said, we're gonna get everybody together, have a big moment of silence, and then uh, just go on a good loop. Because you know, like like George Anthill said, or not George Anthill, sorry, Dean Potts. When he was right after he got back, he was you know kind of bummed about everything, and he's like, you know what? Kurt would want me to shut up and go ride. And so that's what we're all going to do. We're going to shut up and we're going to go ride and just, you know, celebrate his life and not, not, uh, that's it. You know, just be stoked that we knew him and remember all the great times. And Dude. then also at 6 p.m., there's also a flashlight vigil um, at the uh, Blaze Racing KTM camp where everybody's going to have their flashlights and we're all going to, because you can't really have open fires out there for whatever reason. Or if it's windy, you won't be able to do it. Um, so, and we're just going to tell our stories about Kurt just like this, but out of the desert. So dig it. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, thank you very much for your time again. Thank you for everything you're doing. Um, please, uh, either light a flashlight for me on Sunday or just give your bike an extra rev or kick on Sunday, uh, for all of us, Texas boys. Uh, it's Saturday. Sorry. Saturday. To Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. That, that, Astro Youth Race. Yep. Throw you're, some dirt on somebody. I like for how us. the other Kula, Kudla fixed the other Kudla. It was your brother. Oh, that... no. You can't say it's Sunday. I don't know. It's Saturday. Hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should stop doing so much Diet Coke before I start doing these shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Saturday, 2 p.m. Dig Saturday. It. I'm going to stop screwing up. All right, so Sunday to Saturday. Wow. We love you, Eric. Thank you for all your fantastic work. And, uh, yeah, just kick ass for us this weekend. Awesome. Right, Sweet. All right, um, so as we kind of swap over to another guest that wanted to Skype in, if they are ready to go, I just wanted to go ahead and read an email I got from uh, Kevin Miller. Um, again, we had just asked people if they wanted to Skype in, we could get their uh, stuff and we could plan to hook up. If not, they could email us um, these emails. And so I got one from Kevin Miller, and he says, You asked for stories from our about Kurt. He's like, Well, I never personally met him. But in the movie Moto 4, he says, do one thing every day that scares you. Live life on the edge. A boring life isn't worth living. And I will always remember that quote from the very first time I heard it. 
It's what I try to live my life by, and while I never met him, he impacted he impacted my life not only on a motocross level, but on a personal daily level. And it's sad to see him go, but he's not forgotten. So I think that's a really good point. And I have well heard that quote about the do one thing that scares you daily, dude. That is some I don't know. That kind of it scares me thinking about being that that crazy. Well, you know this that makes me think about. Uh... Uh, my son just moved away to go to college, and for the first time in his life, uh, is is not riding on a regular basis. And and uh, he he got to college and got away from all the people riding. And and uh, the first time that he came back home, uh, he said to me, he said, "People that that don't race motorcycles live boring lives." He he's like, "What? I can't figure out what they do for fun." <laughs> and uh, he's like, I, "I I can't believe everything that we get to see and do as as motorcycle riders." And and uh, our lives are so much more eventful and we live life on the edge and and so in in our eyes we live and uh and he he just he couldn't he still is is struggling with how you can live life without life. yeah how you can live life without dirt bikes he, it's very strange to him yeah it's funny uh i was i did the same thing i raced all the way up until college i was 18 and then uh when i went to college my dad was like well here's lsu we're moving to Little Rock because they were in New Orleans. We're going to be eight hours away. You're not going to have a car. So here's this crappy mountain bike. Figure it out. And I did, and I started racing on the LSU mountain bike team. And then, like, through that, I actually got a couple wins, and I proved to him that I could do – that I was, like, into something else. And he went and, like, bought me a little bit nicer mountain bike and stuff. Now, by no means did I go pro, but I got to race a bunch of nationals and stuff. Like, So you never know. Chris might find – There, there is life without motorcycles? No, no. I'm coming back. I've come back to motorcycles, okay. but hey, I'm just saying, you know, it's kind of like you fit, you find you might find girls in college or something. I don't know. Girls, yeah. Sure, hope not. But each other's cars at six days. You weren't there for that one, were you? Oh, do we Uh-oh. have Taylor Robert? We found somebody else. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> hey guys. Hey man, what's hey. going down? Uh, I'm just uh, hanging out with Phil Smaji and. Sarah Whitmore. Oh, nice. Well, you got a whole Score. crew of cool people over there. Yeah. Are they over there riding all your awesome, all your awesome terrain? Yeah, we're hanging out for the week while they're uh, on their way to Vegas. So. Are they going to be at the Enduro Cross? Is that what that means? They will be. Dig it. Well, we'll be there as well. Well, uh, I guess uh, Taylor. First, I wanted to say thank you very much for uh, you know. I, I know you're very generous about us chatting with you on a regular basis, but um, you know this is one of those situations where we kind of wanted to. Have some guys that are really uh, that have really been in different situations with Kurt, um, so that we could kind of talk about stories that are just that are awesome stories that everybody can kind of take a little bit away from and add to their already awesome stories. Um, so if you've got whatever you've got to say, we, we're here to listen. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you guys are getting everybody telling telling you how awesome of a guy Kurt was, and uh, he was definitely one of the guys I looked up to most in my racing he uh i kind of followed in his footsteps a little bit and he was the guy when i stepped into uh the work series as a pro he was winning and then um he stepped out and i won a works championship but yeah i've always looked to kurt and everything that he's done but we've also had some some really good times together mostly at at six days we uh you know we're serious about the race but i think one uh, important factor about being with those guys for a week is having fun too because you can't just be serious the whole time because otherwise you're going to get burnt out. Um, but yeah, I got a couple ones that I'd like to share. I remember 
in 2010 when I went to Morelia, Mexico. That was my first six days. And I, I knew Kurt, but I didn't know him real well. Um, I had never hung out with him outside of a race. And uh, that was the, the first time where I kind of got to know a lot of the pros, Timmy Wiegand and Jimmy Jarrett. And Nathan Woods was at that one too. So it was cool because I was actually on the junior team that year, but I, uh, I just hung out with the trophy riders the whole time, and they kind of took me under their wing. But me being the junior rider, they, uh, the trophy team had a van, just like a little cargo, or a, I'm sorry, a minivan, and there was just enough seats in it for me to fit in a back little jump seat. And uh, they would stick me back there every time because I was a, you know, the young junior rider. And I just remember ripping around Morelia City, hitting speed bumps at like 60. And because I was behind the rear wheels of the van, I had to lay down in the back seat. And Kurt would look back at me every time and he goes, all right, get ready. And I'd just lay down and the van would preload and launch me into the ceiling and back down onto the seat. <laughs> um, so stuff like that. And then... Uh, yeah, I mean, we had a blast at Six Days Again this year, just um, driving around the this, the island of Sardinia, and um, we kind of got in a, a little, uh, I guess you could say, battle with, with Jimmy Jarrett, Ryan Sipes, and Nick Ferringer. Um, we all had, by the end of the week, we all had some, some pretty rotten produce in our car, and, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it it found its way outside the car. Um, I mean, but the last few days we were walking tests, we were just, I mean, we would rip around a turn and pull off the side on dirt road and wait for Jimmy and Ryan and Nick to come by and we'd all jump out and just throw oranges and tomatoes and apples and stuff at their car. And, uh, <laughs> it was just, it was a good team bonding experience. Awesome. But, uh, Is that the one yeah. where you guys got in trouble with the cops a little bit later? Oh yeah. You guys heard about that one already? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was fun and um you know that was that was a good example of uh you know having fun but also kurt just being completely selfless and willing to to take one for anybody we uh we were driving around and this we were driving pretty aggressively i would say um but we weren't causing any accidents and we kind of cut this car off and the I think it was a lady just got super mad at us and she got like really close to us and flipped us off and then kind of pushed us off the shoulder a little bit. So I think we took an orange. Um, I forget who threw it, but somebody took an orange and threw it at her and the cops saw it. <laughs> and uh, they didn't like that so much, but they pulled us over and they were talking to Kurt, you know, and they had us all get out of the van and they're yelling at us and yelling at Kurt because he was the driver and they, they kept asking Kurt who uh, who threw the orange, and you know he he never said who threw it, and he didn't speak any Italian either, which they didn't like that. And they just kept yelling at him in Italian, and he's like, "Sorry, I don't speak any Italian." And they just got more and more mad, and it got to the point where he did, the cop just had to leave us alone because nothing was going to come of it. Got frustrated. But, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I got a. Uh, how much, how much time do I got? You get, we got about five more minutes. Can you do it? All right. I got a, I got one kind of funny story that uh, last year before six days, me, or Destry, Eric Bailey, and myself all went over to Kurt's house for four days, um, four or five days. I think I was there for five days, and they were there for either three or four. And it was kind of like a six days training 
uh, deal. Like we're like, hey, let's go ride as many miles as we can in, in four or five days and just kind of get used to riding those long days. And we did. I think we rode 400 miles in three day, three or four days. And then on the fifth day, we went to the motocross to Comp Edge by his house. But uh, I think it was the first day we were riding. We're up on this ridge behind his behind his house, and we're cruising along. It was after we had already done probably I don't know 90 miles that day, and we're cruising back towards his house on this ridge, like way up in the hills. And Kurt's in front of me, and I'm about 100 feet behind Kurt, and then Destry is about 100 to 200 feet behind me, and then Eric Bailey is you know pretty far back there because he was in the most dust. And all of a sudden, I hear this thing just coming in on me like hot and I, I thought it was Destry like Pat we were cruising you know just riding around in fifth gear low RPMs I thought Destry was trying to pass me wide open and I was like what is going on here I kept looking to both my sides and there was nobody there well this helicopter had buzzed me and like gotten real <laughs> close to the top of the ridge and just buzzed all of us and uh, right after that we pulled up we like stopped and Kurt was like holy crap man I thought you were trying to pass me wide open. I was like, I thought Destry was trying to pass me <laughs> wide open. <laughs> and then sure enough, Destry, Destry comes up. He's like, did you guys see that? I thought Eric was trying to pass me wide open. <laughs> <laughs> and then Eric pulls up, and Eric's like, dude, you guys, I was freaking out because I was like, I didn't know what was going on, and I knew the only people in this on this side of the country that could pass me wide open were all in front of me, so I had no idea who was trying to pass me wide open. <laughs> who was like, chasing Who's me? All the rev <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, it was. Uh, we've had a lot of good times with Kurt, and yeah, it's just uh, I'm glad I got had the opportunity to have all those good times with him. Yeah, understood, and we definitely appreciate your time. I don't know if uh, if you've talked to anybody over at uh, or with Endurocross yet, but uh, since we've got the race going on this weekend, it, it, you think we could try to talk to somebody about maybe putting something together that we could all do at the stadium for them? Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. And I mean, those guys are all super involved in off road, right. so they they definitely know what's going on, and I'm sure they they've got some stuff brewing. And there's going to be so many people in the industry there that I'm sure they'll they'll be willing to put something together if they don't already have it planned. For sure. Well, I just figure if you text somebody, it's going to ma- mean more than if I text them because it's going to be like, how one, who is this guy, and two, how do you get my number? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like Taylor Robert, you know, but slower. <laughs> and, I'd, yeah. be sur- I'd be surprised if there's not something brewing already. I know. I agree. Well, cool. Well, if you hear anything, let us know. Like I said, we're going to be there. I look forward to uh, seeing you again in person. We can high-five. A handshake, and then uh, go share, go share a drink at the Alligator Bar after the fact. Right on, sounds good. All right, well, thank you very much for coming on, man, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Brian. Later. See ya. Cool. Well, uh, we all know that uh, Taylor Robert has uh, ridden a lot, either in front of, behind, or with uh, Kirk Caselli. So it's really cool that he was willing to come on and share a little story. We are bringing up our next guest, who's actually uh, Scotty Broman. Um, who uh, has, has spoken to a couple news stations when they put together their bits for uh, for the TV news groups. So, um, yeah, while, he, while we're kind of pulling that up, I wanted to talk about uh, one of the ones I got from Monty Sorum. I thought this was a pretty good one. It's like, when I first met KC, his father was still alive. I remember my dad being so excited to introduce me to him. Obviously, I was excited too. Listening to them talk and such reminded me of my relationship with my dad and how riding is important to our lives and happiness. 
I remember complaining at a race about my steering stabilizer not working, and my dad said to me, Rich Caselli would tell you to go to the gym and grow a dick. I love that. And, and those are exact <laughs> words. I don't know. But hey, I figure I should give the, since they wrote it, I should give it the respect. And then the last thing it says, over the last four years, I've had the opportunity to travel with the ISDE team as one of the physicians to care for the guys. Rich and KC were the driving force behind this lobbying and getting myself and Dr. McGee there. It wasn't the AMA. It was them and their legacy. I will remember all the times hanging around the guys and Kurt with Caselli taking the time to talk to all the kids in every country when we were in and will cherish the great memories I have been given. Thanks, Kurt Caselli, for being a leader and an outstanding gentleman. All right, well, that was from Monty Sorum. Um, And now we have, if it's correct, uh, Mr. Scotty B, right? Hey, Brian, what's happening? Hey, what's up, dude? Well, um, you know, Tyvin I first is, wanted to uh, say I love you champion um, that, that and because I love your spirit of bringing the show and he... out and bringing the show to the people just with your passion and enthusiasm, um, you know, and that's like a shining beacon for, you know, your listenership and, you know, our community and the future growth of the sport. So keep on doing what you're doing and, uh, you know, because I know that all of the, all of your viewers really appreciate it. Cool. Well, man, thank you very oh. much. I mean, it awesome. means a lot. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and to Eric um, Kudla, uh, you know, it was great to listen to his words and to, you know, have him go deep. I didn't know uh, Kurt on a personal level uh, as, a, as a journalist, as a moto journalist for specializing in Baja. Uh, it was just strictly professional. So in 2011, I sent you a picture. Uh, that was kind of a quick story I wanted to show. Do you have that picture of the bike uh, on the tow truck? Yeah, we'll bring we'll bring it up right now okay. as you talk so, over it. So uh, you know, I got to meet Kurt, and when he came to Baja, when he decided to come and uh, immerse himself in in the Baja uh, racing, it was a big deal for Baja racing. And so what we had to do was go get the story. So we went out <clears throat> at King of the Motos in 2012 and at the inaugural and we talked to him and what it was was it was a neat thing we could just create a story and get him to talk and that's when i really i mean i met him in 2011 and like you uh you know his charisma you know came off and i just was really admiring how mellow the guy is and you know hey everyone like we talked about baddest guy on two wheels well as you know it's really like the baddest guy on two legs <laughs> you know and uh, little kids uh, there's like uh, protege little kids protege little kids uh, there's a skateboard kid that's like six years old that's doing pro Tony Hawk type of moves that you know you have these protege golfer little four-year-old kids and what they've been doing is they're watching video of their heroes watching videos surfing videos you know Caselli was the, the this Kelly Slater of the sport of off-road he was the the Tony Hawk, the he was the Sean White. I mean, he was the Michael Jordan. He had it, you know. And and, but as the, you know, talking about the uh, influence uh, on little kids, I can't ever be like Caselli on 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 the bike. You know, so many of us will never. We could like wish we were kind of like Caselli's, wah, wah, but that's not going to happen. And so, but I can be like a Caselli off the bike, you know. And and so. Uh, the guy was so mellow, and I couldn't and getting to talk to him. And the best subject I've ever worked with uh, in terms of making an easy uh, interview. And uh, you know, he really opened up, and he didn't 
uh, you know, have to share anything, but I don't want to take too much time. I just wanted to, uh, you know, thank you, Brian, for, for bringing the show and recognizing this stuff. And, you know, like Eric says, this is racing and this is what happens. I can think of about a thousand other ways that, that this could have gone down and that we could have lost Casey. There's a million other ways that we could have lost him, you know, and if you think about it, if he had to pick out of a million ways to, to, to move on, you know, it would be his first pick. And um, this is what happens. Uh, and uh, it's just uh, glad that you're doing this. And I'm sorry to all my friends in the community that really knew him and all you guys that were close to him. And my heart goes out to all of you, and especially to Nancy, um, who, you know, we could, I could interact with her a little bit uh, through the racing coverage and getting emails back and forth. And just what a class of, uh, lady. And or the parents uh, just goes to show it's it's not Caselli as much as also the parents. I mean, uh, but gosh darn, uh, that's it. I gave you a little video, a shorty that was out there. And the, the picture of the, of the bike that got impounded, I met him at 2011, um, Hare and Hound. It was his first time racing down by plaster city and superstition and uh in the imperial county and his bike his pre-runner got impounded and loaded up onto a flat rack truck it was uh a bummer because he was on his way to san felipe the next week to race and he needed the bike to pre-run but kind of a funny story dean potts uh was cruising around in the pits with it was registered but he just didn't have it on him and some donut muncher, you know, sees him running around when Kurt's uh, crossing the finish line, <laughs> winning the race, and you know, next thing you know, the bike's up on the flat rack, and you know, I, I cajoled the, the the driver to get up on the truck and pose with the the bike, but you know, I never, I, we were just a month ago on on here, Brian, talking about the praises of, of Kurt, and like, you know, to all the kids that are watching, you know, be like Kurt, you know. Um, you know, I, I got a lot of work to do on myself, and, uh, but I got this great inspiration. I'm sure he would want us to turn it into a positive, right? For sure. Absolutely. And so, and so tomorrow, just like Dean, you know, I'm hitting the dirt. Uh, it's wet down here. We're, I'm heading to Mexico. We're going to start uh, riding, and I'll be thinking about looking up in the sky and, and seeing the smile. I know this affected a lot of people. Uh, you know, I'm detached from it, and I just my heart goes out to every single one of you that are friends with him that know him and and uh, i look forward to hearing more of the stories cool man well thank you very much for coming on and sharing a little bit of the of the you know as you said your kind of pro- professional life with mr kirk caselli um and it definitely means a lot so thank you very much for your time thank you guys yeah dude we'll talk soon um, oh yeah let's go ahead and play that video steven yeah, we got that up Ivan is uh, a champion that that is yet to be a champion, and he will be a multi-time score champion without a doubt in my mind. When I when I wanted to do this, I presented it to KTM and I, I gave him my input, my ideas, and, and I said, you know, I want to go down there and I want to win, and this is what I think we need to do. It's it's a bike I want to be riding. It's the teammates that I want to have, and we're going to do this race basically the way I think it should be done. So this is the focus of my year: is to go down and race and win Baja. Very cool. Wow. Man, well, we got the, uh, while we go ahead and get our next guest set up, um, or go ahead and read another email that we got, um, what's cool is it's going to be uh, Cameron Verzak, actually. He's going to go ahead and talk about his uh, experience with his uh, younger brother there. 
at uh, at the Supercross Junior Experience here in Dallas. Yeah, that, that was really cool. The way the way the guys have talked to about how Kurt handled uh, kids, you know, just the way he was so open with everybody, and, and me and you got to see how he was with the Junior Supercross Challenge at Dallas, and yeah. and uh, you know we got to see that up close and personal, and and he was so excited to be there and to be part of the KTM Junior Supercross Challenge, and and just really liked working with the kids so much. Uh, it's, you know just the way he was so open with everybody you, do you and, think and he, he realizes he's watching us while listening how he was <laughs> challenge at dallas and uh, i got to see that up close and personal and, and he was so excited <laughs> cameron do you realize that you're you've left us on yeah, just like, oh, sorry. I guess I was watching it on the uh, computer. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah, there's always a little bit of a delay, but we were. I was like, I wonder what he's gonna figure it out. Yeah, it took him a minute. Once, once you mentioned it, <laughs> no worries. Well, dude. Okay, uh, you guys. Cameron Verzak may not be a nationally recognized name yet, but the reason why I wanted uh, Cameron to come on is his younger brother had a chance. To, uh, to take part in the Supercross Junior Challenge that we had here at our Dallas Supercross. Now, this took place at more than just Dallas, but uh, being that I know Cameron and I know that his brother had such a great experience, I really wanted to hear um, from him, you know, because it's a little bit easier for him to be up this late opposed to his younger brother. Um, so, Cameron, yeah, could you just kind of give us a, a fun story about the day and how uh, Caselli just, you know, made those experiences so great for all those little kids? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ryder's already in bed, I'm guessing. Um, uh, it was actually a pretty cool day. I mean, like you said, Ryder got to do the, uh, KTM junior challenge at the Dallas Supercross. Unfortunately for my dad, my sister had something going on that day, so, uh, he couldn't be there. So good for me. I got to be Ryder's uh, mechanic for the day. And, uh, to start the day, Kurt came out and, uh, started talking to all the guys, to all the little kids and stuff. And, uh, you know, kind of telling them how their day was going to be, what they were going to get to do and basically explaining to them, you know, the experience they were about to get to have and um once i got done with that the uh, kids had their autograph session and kurt came over and talked to all of us the mechanics most of them were dads other than me i was pretty much the only one that wasn't a dad but uh man he you would never guess that that guy was one of the fastest riders in the world he came over and talked to us just like he was an everyday common person and uh asked us about our racing and about you know, our kids, like with me, Ryder, asking how they raced and what they did and their accomplishments and was truly interested in the kids and what they had to do or what they had done and uh, was just a normal, everyday, down-to-earth person. And then uh, after the autograph session, we went in and uh, the kids got to do their practice session. And when we were in there, man, me and Ryder were, I remember we were looking in the whoop section and Ryder was so intimidated about how deep they were. And uh, Kurt came down and, you know, got on a knee, got down on Ryder's level and talked to him and was like, hey, you know, this is what you need to do. And this is how you need to take this turn. And, you know, got on his level like he was, you know, just an everyday person. And uh, I just thought that was such a cool experience that this, you know, national world known this champion is uh, talking to my little brother just like he's a just like he's another person just. And uh, I just thought that was really cool, and that uh, ever since then I've really followed him, you know, on Instagram and uh, on the internet, and watched his racing and stuff like that. And then when we got the news this weekend, it was just a, uh, it was a shock that somebody that uh, somebody that awesome and that down to earth was uh, taken from us. Yeah, I agree. It is kind of it is definitely tough, and 
I think it was Eric was talking about how we definitely you know need to make sure we look back on all the positive stuff that we're you know and, and re- things that we're doing right now uh, to keep making sure we go through all those awesome things that he does did so that we can you know kind of be able to always look back and celebrate the life that he had and what he was able to give all of us. Well, one of the things that Kurt always did that that he's talking about and everybody else has been mentioning here is. He, he always treated everybody like they were an equal to him, that he never acted like he was the superhero that he was. Right. He, he was an equal to everybody he spoke to. He always tried to help everybody out. Um, he was a great example for kids to see. Um, and uh, I read an article in Cycle News today that Kit Palmer wrote about how as Kurt got faster and more famous, he actually seemed to become nicer. And that was the only person he could ever remember like that. And and what a great example of, of how to be a person that was. And uh, and that was what I saw as well. He as he got more famous, he, he didn't get more of an ego. He he still you know, he, he still was the same person. So he was an unbelievable person. Yeah. We've heard heard a lot of good stuff about that. So uh do you now that we know Kirk Caselli is obviously not going to be at the uh, Dallas Supercross or any of the other KTM challenges and stuff like that. Would someone who's been there and it knows what he was able to put into that? Do you have any kind of thoughts on what they could do to try to to, to keep his legacy alive in that kind of that that Supercross Junior Challenge? Man, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't think it was really planned for him to be there. I think he actually said he just had an off weekend and wanted to come hang out with the kids, um, but. Honestly, I don't know if anybody. From what I know, I don't know if anybody could take his spot. He was just a, he was a great role model for the kids, and that'd be a hard, that'd be a big shoes to fill for anybody else. Very big shoes indeed. Yes, eyes agree. Apparently, we got somebody in the chat room is being a punk, Matthew. I'm just gonna kick him out. So done. Sorry, dude. Um, but what else is going on here? So we're trying to figure. I'm just trying not to let anybody get too crazy up in there. Well, dude, Cameron, thank you for being uh, for coming online and chatting with us and giving that story about that. Uh, I remember when Roddy got to do that, and I know after talking with him, he was just so ecstatic. So I wanted to definitely get you know yeah. y'all's y'all's input on that. So thank you very much, man. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Later, dude. We'll talk soon. See ya. See ya. All right, as we switch over to uh, one of our last Skype callers, I wanted to uh, talk about Lucas Foster says, while I never got the chance to meet Kirk Caselli, I was always hearing the latest news about his success, not only as a writer, but as a person from my neighbor, or probably a person from my neighborhood, from my neighbor Timmy Wygand, who rides for JCR Honda. Timmy knew I was a huge fan of Kurt's, and I guess somehow, somewhere along the line, Kurt found out. One day, I walked into Timmy's garage to a stack of signed Kurt Caselli posters with the top one reading, To Lucas. To this day, I have that top poster hanging on my college dorm wall, since Kurt's passing, there hasn't been a day I haven't just stared at the poster and reflected on what a down-to-earth person Kurt Caselli was and the impact he made on so many people. For him to take the time to even acknowledge the people he never met just goes to show how great of a person he truly was, and I will miss watching him shred up the south- southeastern California deserts. Rip Kurt. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. So I know uh, we were trying to call in Ryan Kudla so he could talk a little bit about some of his good, uh, some of his awesome experiences that he had at uh, the ISDE this year. Ryan, are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. Awesome. Well, we're not getting your video, but that's okay because we know your story is going to come through just as good. Um, so uh, oh, there, there we go. go. Bam! Whatever that go. was was snapping. Uh, so we know you're in a lab. You're taking a little bit of time away from some school, schoolwork, and uh, but yeah, dude, just. Whatever you got, man, we're definitely down to hear it. 
Oh, man. I mean, there's, there's so many good stories about Kurt and everything that we've already seen online and everything we've already heard from you guys. And the same, I mean, kind of echoing what Eric said, we, uh, um, we both kind of raced District 37. He was, he was the fast kid out there and, and we were new out there and, and Eric and Kurt kind of quickly became friends. Um, and they always got to go riding off together and I got, I got stuck at camp with either his dad or my dad. Um, but then as, as far as growing up and then getting to race ISTE, it was, it was, the first, I mean, the first real interaction that I had with them, um, I mean, we're, we're kind of friends a little bit because we know each other. And um, so when I went and crashed out on the practice track, the first thing that, that he came over, I, I walked in. I, he was like, oh, how would you think of it? It sucked, right? And I looked over and I said, oh, yeah, I went down. I messed up my shoulder. And he just looked at me and went, what? And, yeah, I messed up my shoulder. And the first thing he did was he walked over. He started grabbing my shoulder, moving it around, checking it, looking at it, going, oh, man, what happened? What do you think he did? Can you move it? And the, and the next day on his mouth, he was like, I'm going to, you know, right when the doctor gets here, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get you an appointment. We're going to get you seen. We're going to get you better. And, and from that point on, I mean, he was just, just, I mean, he's a trophy team rider. I'm just, I mean, I'm just a club rider and I'm just kind of hanging out, but just his, his dedication for Team America as a whole and for every single person, just, just wanting to come over and make sure that I'm better, make sure that I can ride, make sure that I can enjoy my six days experience while he's there competing for you know top usa honors it's it it just speaks to how awesome of a person he is and how much he just wanted to see everybody do well in their own right yeah yeah that's awesome um it's in the situation like that i just like scotty was talking about he's like i want to i want to learn i want to know how to learn from kurt and from the story you just told me you know and i i have my own uh, stories to kind of pull from a court, Kurt, but then yours, you know, is that that ability for him to be that trophy team rider and you be that club rider, but he he doesn't see it that way. He, there is no, there is no. Oh, I need to give this guy attention because it's it makes me seem like a better person. Like that's that's not the thought process that he ever had. It was just I need to help this guy because that's you know what I do. I mean, I think that's where I struggles because I kind of go, man, you know. That's a dumb thought. Why would you have that egotistical thought in your head um, about things that you know don't matter in life? Um, and, and I don't even know. I, I don't think he just. I think that he just didn't have that part going on upstairs, which is, I think, a good thing. That's a great thing. So. Yeah, and then just, I mean, going towards the kids too. I, I had a um, my fiance's little brother. We were out of the national, and Curry just got done with the race, and. I, um, he really wanted to get a poster from him, but he was too afraid to go over and ask. And Kurt ended up going in the motorhome and starting to get changed. And I looked, and I just happened to look in the. I was like, "Hey, do, do you want an autograph?" And he, and he like shook his head, yeah. And then I walked over down the motorhome, and I saw Kurt inside, and he, and I waved at him, and he waved at me, and he walked over to the door, and I mean, he's already, he's like three quarters of the way changed. I was like, "Oh, hey, you know, when you get a chance, if you're done, can can my fiance's little brother get get an autograph?" And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, just whenever you're done. He's like, oh, I'll do it right now. And he walked out, you know, three-quarters of the way undressed, pulled out a poster, signed it, and he go, here you go, man. And then he kind of talked to him about how it, like, what he wanted to do with racing and just his being so down-to-earth and being so awesome, it, like, like you guys have said, just trying to learn that and be that and not think of it as what's going to make me look better, just always wanting to be there for everybody. Yeah. 
Yep. Well, uh, I think it's going to be cool when uh, hopefully uh, you know you get a chance to go back to the ISDE next year and get a full week of riding in. And I know that uh, if this jersey makes it that long, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you wear it for a day out there. Oh, that'll be perfect. Yeah. I'll to, I would love to wear it. Yeah, for sure. You know, we'll we'll talk to we'll talk to our sponsors. See if they're going to be okay. With, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, dude, we really appreciate you taking the time to come on. And I, I by no means, am trying to rush people. I, I just, I know that as well. And we did not know that Dirt Live was having a show as well, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is Texas time in nine minutes. So I know that a lot of people throughout the country would like to as well go be able to watch that um, and not feel like they miss much. Um, so. Ryan, we really, really appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing your stories. Um, and uh, I, we love having you on. You've always got really good advice. Uh, you're, you're deep into different worlds and stuff like that. You're faster than me. So, you know, people, people listen. They do listen. <laughs> you down for Argentina? Yeah, he's down. Oh, for yeah. I'm a, I, have, I have more motivation than ever now. That was the last time I saw him. He said, see you in Argentina, and I'm going to fucking be there. Nice. Sorry, excuse me. Hey, I'll see you there. Cool. Right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna be at the qualifier with him in Ohio, because uh, Idaho is too far for me to drive. Still, after that's this, a long way from Texas. What I'm getting ready to do right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, thanks again, dude. We will definitely talk soon. All right. No problem. All right, guys. Cool. Well, I've got a, like as we were saying, we we don't want to totally just uh, cut it too short, but I got a couple more emails that I wanted to read and get across to you guys, um, and then we're gonna kind of wrap it up just so we can kind of get off to uh, everybody can turn over for the Dirt Live uh, show that's about to be going on. I've got one here from Casey Taylor. I believe we even have a picture of this one. Um, he's like, I have a fun story about Kurt and the kind of guy he was. A few years back, I was wrenching for a friend at Las Vegas Enduro Cross, and this silver Lamborghini kept driving through the pits all morning long. After about the fifth trip through, I noticed that every trip had a different cute girl in the passenger seat. And I jokingly <laughs> made the comment that I was going to ask for the next ride. Now understand, he's like, I'm six foot two, 260 pounds of redneck man in Las Vegas. <laughs> well, my rider jumped into action and flagged him out and asked if, I could, if he could take his buddy for a ride in the Lambo. Sure, let me drop her off and I'll be right back. <laughs> I laughed and said he would not be coming back through again, but sure enough, he came. He, that silver beauty came right towards me. So I wasted no time jumping into the front seat, not knowing the driver at all. I look at the driver with his hat turned and a porn star mustache and said, nice car, and away we went. We hit the streets <laughs> of Vegas at well over 100 miles an hour and store owners were shaking their fingers at us as we streaked by. I made some small talk with the, with the driver, but was so astounded by the ride, I never really asked to know much about him uh, or to know if it was his car. And he replied, nope, it's a rental. <laughs> we got back to the pits. I thanked him big time, and he, and he dropped me off while we took some pics. My friends were all like, who was he? And I said, I have no idea, but that was a cool ride. So fast forward to the main event in the Orleans bar. We're hanging out with some of the best racers in the world, having some tasty adult beverages when the Lambo guy walks up and we start talking again. We start chatting about riding and racing, and finally it hits us like a casing triple. You're Kurt Caselli! As our chins <laughs> hit the floor, he just smiled and said, I'm just another guy like you who likes to ride. In my book, that is a very humble man to take the time out of his day and a very expensive rental time to take a stranger for a ride. I will never forget him as the person he was. That is awesome. That, that is super awesome. Is such a, and what's funny is is the comment about I'm just any other guy who likes to ride. He said that before. You know, there's I've gotten quite a few emails today that you know ones that we may not be able to get to, but it's 
You know, people just comment on how fast he was. But hey, man, it's like, you know, he's just, dude. I'm just another guy who likes to ride his dirt bike. I just, my throttle goes more than yours. Yeah, he's just a bit faster than the rest of us. His stop is a little uh, a little further off. This is another little bit from Austin Charters. This is another kind of a long one, but I thought it was, uh, it meant a lot because, you know, this this was a gentleman. Uh, it sounds like he had, he's a quadriplegic, um, so he was having uh, kind of donative ride days, and Kirk Caselli would help him with those. So I thought this was definitely a really another really good one to read. So Austin Charter writes, I was blessed to have many great memories with Kurt. One of my all-time favorites came on April 22nd, 2013. Every spring, I hold a golf tournament to help raise money for my special needs expenses. I'm a 19-year-old, C5, spiral cord, injured quadriplegic. Bright and early on tournament day, I saw Kurt pulling up, and I could tell immediately that it was going to be a fun-filled day. As Kurt and his friend Matt were walking through the door, they were full of mischievous spunk and contagious laughter. I could see that they were prepped to make this day a memorial, a memorable one filled with lots of smiles, fun, and laughter that would last a lifetime. The first words that poured out of Kurt's mouth as he walked through the door were, Dude, you'll never believe what happened on the way here. He proceeded to tell me how he got a speeding ticket because he was running late. He had put the pedal to the metal to get to the event on time. He was laughing about the incident and there was no trace of regret or frustration. I thought it was so cool that he was willing to risk a speeding ticket in order to get to my event before tea time. I had decided I decided to spend my day following Kurt, Anthony, which is a mechanic and friend, and his other buddies, Matt and Tim, around the golf course. I was so, so grateful I did. The first hole in, I could tell that the only person on the team with any golf talent was Kurt. Tim could swing a club to save his life, and Anthony hit a house on his first swing. The moment <laughs> we heard the loud thud, everyone burst into hysterical laughter. The entire day was spent goofing off and doing donuts in the golf cart. Let me tell you, Kurt can get can drive a golf cart like he could ride a motorcycle. This day was a great opportunity to deepen my friendship with Kurt. It never really hit me how big of an international superstar Kurt was because, because to me, he was simply my friend. Out of everyone in the world he could have chosen to spend time with, I was, the, I was one of the lucky ones. He was my best friend, mentor, hero, and brother. Kurt, you will always be in my thoughts and forever in my heart. I'll see you again someday, my friend. I love you. Rest in peace. That is really cool. That's a really good one. That's a really cool story. Um, man, it's tough. I'm going to kind of go to some of the ones that I know are a little bit shorter, just because that way we can close up. This one's from Mike Gellis. Uh, my name is Mike Gellis. I am the current president of the Hilltoppers MC. The first time I saw Kurt racing was a District 37 MX race that our club was hosting. Sometime during the race, Kurt lost the silencer on his exhaust. His bike was kind of loud, and every time he cleared the finish jump flying over my head, he would look down at me and yell, Sorry! I was wondering how he could make it look so easy and still even care what we were doing. After the race, he came over to me and we laughed, and that was the first of a few that I crossed paths with this fine young man. We would see him at our GP. He would always stop at the gate and say hi and tell us how much he loved our race. As it is similar to the desert racers he was so good at, we will miss him making our jaws drop in amazement. Our thoughts are with his family and friends. Um, a lot of good emails. There. I know. I'm like, okay, so this one, let's do this one as our last one from Brian Musader. M- Messeter. I met Kurt only a few times through Rick O'Dell, but the one time I will never forget is at the 29 Palms Big Six GP. Kurt was under the awning in the KTM factory rig. I pulled up to leave, and there was a caution banner blocking my way. Without hesitation, Kurt jumped up, walked over, and held the banner up so I could drive through. He smiled and waved when I thanked him. 
I cannot imagine any factory rider behaving like that in this era. I, he didn't know me at all. It was just the polite thing to do. My family is praying for our extended family. Unfortunately, I know what they are going through. Peace to all. So lots of good stuff there for sure. Um, guys, uh, I appreciate you um, taking the time to to watch us here tonight, try to help celebrate uh, in our own fashion a little bit of the life of uh, Kurt Costelli. There are definitely so many more stories like this out there. Um, we are going to be in Vegas this weekend for the Enduro Cross finality. finale. Um, I, I would say if you see me, please, 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 I will have my camera with me the whole time unless I'm riding on the track because I will be for a little while. Um, if you have a story, I would love to film it and I can put all this stuff together um, and, and put, you know, attach it to the end of this video. Um, I think that'd be, you know, even neat, a more cool way to be able to document all of that. So any, anything from you, Brian? I think everybody should just go put some knobbies in the dirt and throw dirt on each other. Bam. And it's gonna be uh, think you, about Kurt, Kurt because... Um, like I said, he, I think he's a kindred spirit for all of us. He loves to ride. And, uh, so that's what everybody should go do to celebrate him. Cool. Well, guys do it. Um, I I know if you haven't watched us before, just a little fill in seat time, you can find us at seattime.co. We are on Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter on all those fun little channels. If you wanted to follow us, uh, please reach out to us. If you have any more information that you'd like to share with us about Kirk Caselli, um, Go to the website, use the contact form, and send it our way, and we're just going to try to find a way to organize all this. And if nothing else, maybe get it to their family, uh, to the Caselli family later on, so that they can always have these uh, great stories as well to fall back on. So go turn in the dirt live uh, and tell them that we said hi. Uh, This has been uh, a definite, definite special uh, uh, episode of Seat Time. Uh, Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and uh, one day we'll all ride with Kurt again. Peace. Peace.